Hi, everybody. This is Norman with your daily podcast, We Go For It, sharing stories and observations for the boldly aspiring. Welcome to episode 11 of season two. We're talking to the underdogs out there. That's you and I. Episode 11, how comfortable are you with feeling uncomfortable? You know, this idea of feeling comfortable, you know, I, I think I think we all deserve to feel comfortable. Many of us have earned it. We've put in the time, we've worked, we've made good decisions. And, you know, it. we might think that where we are is a good place to be, and it may be so. And there's nothing wrong with having earned the right to feel comfortable. Nothing wrong at all. I'll be the first to say it. However, when we're talking about growth, when we're talking about stepping out and moving in a direction that we've chosen, that we'd, that we'd really like to follow, it could be that those very same rewards that you've earned could be what will potentially lead to your demise. They could trap you and lull you into what we call terminal complacency if you let them. Comfort is great, but it could also be a really bad place to be on a regular basis. Now, you know, we ask ourselves the question, and I, I know I do, and many of us ask this question, have you achieved all that you can achieve? Have you lived all the dreams that you have dreamt? And, you know, the idea here is that what many times holds us back is that we're, we're comfortable um, I've talked to people who stayed many, many years in, in a job that they didn't like, that did not fill them, that didn't give them, it, may, it might have given them the monetary reward, as is many times the case, and that's not a bad thing, but it was lacking in everything else. It was lacking in, in meaning, it was lacking in in excitement or or, or stimulation, or any of these things that are important for us that go beyond the monetary reward. And when I ask them, you know, what, but why did you stay for so many years? And many times I don't even need to ask them. They volunteer saying, you know, I, I was just really just comfortable. I was comfortable in a place that wasn't that great in many ways, but it was good enough, and I was okay, and there I stayed. And it's funny, I often hear people talk that way once they've gotten out, quote-unquote, gotten out, when they have gotten out of that situation, that comfortable job that maybe wasn't fulfilling them. And, you know, I think that many of us feel deep down that there is there's still a lot more to accomplish and to live, as we say, to be, to do, and to have. And I think that, you know, many of us have, well, most of us have not even come close to tapping our potential, not even a significant percentage of it. You know, I believe that we've been placed on this earth for two things, to express something and to be of service to our communities. And First and foremost, from a very, how could I say, maybe 
not egocentric, but starting from point A, which is whatever I can do, you know, the idea of expression is very important. It's super important. What are you meant to express? Why are you here? We're all put here in order to express something and to express something in our own unique way. And by doing that, by expressing that in harmony with natural law, we provide service. We place ourselves at the service of our communities. We take our place within our communities. And, you know, I, I feel that, you know, this pursuit of expression and meaning and being of service, it can end in one of two ways. Uh, we, we stop striving. We stop stretching. We stop pushing ourselves. We, we continue. We stop growing. Or we die. So I, I think that's really the only two ways that you don't pursue expressing what it is you're meant to express. We, 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 we consciously or unconsciously give up the quest, or eventually, as will happen to all of us, we die. Now, going back to our potential, what we're able to do, this was, I picked this up at a seminar many, many years ago, and they talked about, in terms of potential, what if you had a little child in, in a crib and the child was out of their whole body, they were only able to move their little finger. What if that was the case? You or I as parents, I'm sure we would do whatever we had to do in order to find out what was wrong with that child. And yet at the same time, we find it completely acceptable to live far below our mental potential, our emotional potential all our lives. And it seems that we are so out of touch with ourselves that we don't even have an idea of an idea as to what our potential really is. You know, uh, I, I find it, um, I find it not sad. Actually, I find it an opportunity because that which has not been tapped into is waiting to be discovered, tapped into leveraged and used. So it's an opportunity. If up to this point you have been comfortable and there's been that nagging feeling of, you know, there's got to be something else. There, There is something else. Why am I not pursuing that? Why am I not going for certain things that would fulfill my life? Well, okay. If you've been doing that up until now, okay. But that just means that from here on in, you have the opportunity to pursue it, you know? You know, and, and if you understand and accept this, then, I don't know, I think that you will realize that the key, at least this is from what my experience has shown me, and the study, and working with people, is to strive for something of consequence. That's a big word. Something of consequence. Now, when I say consequence, what I mean, well, something of consequence to you, to those whom you serve. For many years, I've been a language teacher. Uh, I, I spent more time doing it before than now. But when I look back on the people that I worked with, 
you could say, okay, it's one Japanese person, one Chinese person, one German, one Italian, one French person wanting to learn English. Yeah, okay, that's nice. It wasn't that. They had objectives of consequence, of consequence to them and to their communities. They needed to improve their communication in, in this particular language, in this case English, in order to be more effective, in order to be more efficient, in order to rightfully stake their claim and take their place in English, in whatever work they were doing. And it didn't have to be formal work. It could have been people who were taking care of their children, people who were, who were not necessarily in the workforce, but serving the community in different ways. You see, of consequence means of consequence to you and to those whom you serve. And that's very personal. That requires thought. That requires reflection. It requires honest thought and reflection. Now, and if you start to think about it and you choose this route, then just it's just the way it is. You're going to feel uncomfortable. It's just the way it is. When you go for something that you've never done before, there are going to be multiple, for lack of a better word, multiple obstacles, multiple variables that you're going to have to overcome or deal with. Okay? And in doing so, you, well, you grow, uh, you learn how to overcome those obstacles, you get closer to living whatever it is you've decided to live. And in, by doing this, trying, you know, pursuing a, an objective or a life that you've chosen, that you've reflected on, that you know is, a, is in harmony with what you know you are here to express and in harmony with those whom you want to serve, well then, yeah, you're going to feel uncomfortable. But that feeling is not so strong because, or not so, it won't dominate you. It won't be as daunting, for lack of a better word, because you're going for something you love. You're going for something that you are in harmony with. So, you accept it as par for the course, and all of you, uh, so so many of you out there have got have got ex have got experiences I I I'll never have have got experiences I can't imagine, and you have, you have a a reservoir of experiences and references of already having done things, of already having done some really cool stuff, and there you go, you go you you have to go back and look and say, oh wait a minute, you're right. Whenever I was trying something new or going for something different or going for what I what I, what I wanted, well, yeah, there there were going to be um, there were going to be headwinds, and I had to deal with those. I was going to feel uncomfortable. Now, how can we handle feeling uncomfortable, and how do we leverage the positive effects of feeling uncomfort uncomfortable? and we can mitigate its potentially negative effects. Well, there's a, 
uh, you know, if you sat down, and this is not the first time I'm going to say this, but if you sat down and thought and came, wanted to come up with a list, you could come up with a lot better list than I have, and you could come up with a lot longer list than I'm going to present you with. But there are four things that I think at least can get us moving in the right direction. And the first one is this. You must decide to pursue goals, objectives, and expression that really vibrates with you, that you are, as I said before, in love with. For me, this is the essential element. Honesty is the best policy, not only with others, but also, and, and I would say just as importantly, with ourselves. With ourselves. What do I really want? What do I really have to achieve? What do I really have to experience? Number two, you must maintain a positively constructive, pragmatic attitude based on curiosity and finding solutions to challenges. Yeah. When I say, you know, I put positively first, I, I like, I prefer, it's my own, my own bias, I prefer constructive and pragmatic constructive and pragmatic, have a constructive and pragmatic attitude based on curiosity and finding solutions to challenges. It's, a, it's something to, to, to solve. It's something to deal with. When you're cooking and you perhaps don't have the cheese <laughs> that you want to make your spaghetti a la carbonara, which is Actually, it's one of my favorite dishes, and I make it pretty well. I make a pretty good dish. But when you don't have the pecorino cheese, and, uh, you know, the store is closed, or it's late, or something, and you have to kind of figure out, well, what am I going to do to, how am I going to, how am I going to deal with this? You know, what am I, what are my other options? Do you have another kind of cheese, or something? You know what I'm saying? So, it's about pragmatic solution solving, you know, solution uh, seeking, excuse me, problem solving, solution see, uh, uh, um, seeking, you know? Let's look for solutions. Let's think about things in an objective way, not as something to hold us down, but as obstacles and as challenges to overcome and say, okay, we know this is going to happen. We know there are going to be things that we are not, that we're not, we didn't foresee or are prepared for. So let's get on with it. How are we going to fix this? Okay. It's like the classic AV guy. Now I'm showing my age and uh, in high school, the AV guy, the audio visual guy, he was the guy that, you know, he, he saved the school play. He saved the presentation from disaster. He'd show up with his tools, with his duct tape, and okay, where's the problem? Oh, this is not working. I'll fix it real quick. There's always the guy there, you know, fixing things in the background to make sure that the presentation went off with as few hitches as possible. So we have to have that attitude of solving problems. Number three, watch with vigilant care the language we use to talk with and about ourselves. Beware of misleading rhetorical questions and what I like to call emotional white lies. We don't want to be careless with the words we use to talk with ourselves and to talk about ourselves. 
don't mistreat yourself because you because you're you're so familiar with yourself. Don't take yourself for granted. Don't play that game because what's going to happen is that whatever you start saying about yourself, that will manifest. That's just the way it is. And it's actually not a bad thing because it places it places the focal point, it places the pivot point on you. How are you thinking about yourself? Are you using these what we call misleading rhetorical questions? How stupid of me. How could I be so idiotic? Why does this always happen to me? Those are questions, but those are questions that already have an answer because you already have a poor view of yourself. You're simply reaffirming the negative. Let's not do that. If you don't have anything good to say about yourself, then say nothing. The same way we were taught, right? Mom and dad, or mom and whoever, or dad and whomever, whatever, whoever your guardians were. You know, if you don't have something good to say about someone, don't say anything. And if you don't think you can say something good about yourself, okay, you don't have to. However, how are you talking about the circumstances? Are you being pragmatic in trying to solve them? Or are you wallowing in rhetorical questions, in misleading rhetorical questions? Because all that's going to do, why does this always happen to me, is going to reinforce the fact that you're helpless. The fact that, yes, it always does happen to you. Too bad. There's no way out that way. The way out is through pragmatic questions. How am I going to fix this? What can I do? Who can I talk to? Where can I find an answer? Number four, understand and accept that problems are a part of life. And they're to be solved, mysteries to be uncovered, and questions to be answered. We're all going to have, we're always going to have problems. It's funny, though, that as I move forward, I realize that the magic is in the mess. And, you know, calm waters are kind of an artificial thing. And it's almost like the exception. There's always going to be something going on. And the more that we choose to do something special, when I say special, what you've chosen to express, what's important for you, what is of consequence, that's special, then we're going to have, we're going to have problems. And sometimes the problems will be things that we did not actually foresee or we feel they're coming out of, as we say in English, out of left field, meaning that they are unexpected, out of the blue, and maybe we really didn't do anything to attract it. Or, you know, it's going to happen as well. But it doesn't change the relationship that we should have with it, which is these are things to be solved. These are not these permanent situations that you can do nothing about. There is always something that you can do. And, you know, there's this story, and I'll, I'll end today's episode with a, a story from the great Larry Wilson. He was a phenomenal uh, teacher. He started the Pecos River Learning uh, Company uh, 30, 30 years ago, more or less. Um, he collaborated with Abraham Maslow. He was really, uh, he wrote some really good stuff and he wrote a great book that um, that I found to be to be um, just, I don't know, the way it was written was incredible, Play to Win. 
Choosing Growth Over Fear. It, it's a great book, and it, it really has served me well in terms of my own thought processes and how I think about myself and, and my relationship to my goals. And he tells this really interesting story, and it's the story of a, 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 a man, a young man, who, of course, as many young people do, is looking for the meaning of life. He's looking for the answers to his questions. So, you know, he, of course, climbs the mountain. You know, there's always got to be a mountain. And he's looking for this guru who, of course, by, by coincidence, lives at the top of a mountain. Okay? So he climbs the mountain and he finds the great, the great guru, you know? And the guy's sitting there, and he, he approaches him. And before he can speak, he says to him, the guru says to him, My son, you have a problem. And the guy looks at him and says, What, what do you mean? I mean, what, what, are you, what are you talking about? And he says, You know, as a matter of fact, you don't have one problem. You have 82 problems. Now, the, the, uh, the young man is a little bit indignant. He has this, this old guy sitting on, on, on a mountain who doesn't know him. He's never seen him before, and he's accusing him of having all these problems, of being problematic. And he says, no. He says, and, and the old guy, the guru, says, you know, everybody's got 82 problems. And the, the objective is to solve these problems. And so the guy is thinking, the young guy, he says, well, what happens when you solve one of the problems? Does that reduce the number? And the guru says, no, when you solve one problem, you, you get another problem. And, uh, you know, it's just the way it goes. <laughs> but, but at the end of the day, you're going to have 82 problems. And so, you know, you know, the, 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 <laughs> the young guy is kind of taken aback by all this. And the guru goes on to say, but that's not really the big problem. And the young guy said, well, what do you mean? And the guru continues. See, the problem is not the 82 problems. The problem is problem number 83. And the young man, exasperated, says, okay, well, what, what, what's, what's that all about? And the guru says, the 83rd problem is thinking that you shouldn't have the other 82. And there you go. We're all going to have problems. We're all going to have challenges. We can rant and rave about them and get angry and shout to the heavens how unfair it is. Or we can say, okay, I've decided where I'm going. I've decided why I'm going there. And these problems I'm going to solve, sidestep, go through, whatever it is, and continue moving forward because that adds meaning to my life. And these problems... They're going to be there. There are going to be challenges. There are going to be things to try and slow me down. That's the way it is. I'm going to work with those, and I'm going to solve the ones that I can. And there you go. So, you know, these four actions that I mentioned before, if you execute them consistently and just kind of lightly, you know, don't, don't let's not, let's not over-dramatize it. Let's, let's apply these things, but honestly, honestly with ourselves. And the hope is that by doing that, you're going to feel that the uncomfortable becomes, I don't want to say comfortable, but let's say less uncomfortable. And that you're able to then deal with it pragmatically, deal with the feeling, deal with the challenges that will come once you decide, once you step out to live 
whatever it is you're meant to live. I just want to thank you for your time. Thank you for your precious time. And I look forward to speaking and sharing stories and ideas with you again tomorrow. So good evening, good morning, good night, good afternoon. In whichever time zone you are currently gracing with your presence, I wish you a great time. And I look forward to sharing more stories and more ideas with you tomorrow. Take care. Bye-bye.